Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode eight, recording on Tuesday, 14 July. The first recording of the second lockdown here. Yep. Uh, hi, Shanika. I'm at home, so we're doing this yeah, in our homes through Skype. So hopefully the um, audio quality is better this time than the first time around. I've got a, um, yeah, I know we can't see this, but I've got a mirror behind me. Shahan's got a Sri Lankan cricket hat and a Roo scarf, <laughs> I think that is. So, yeah. My so. room's decked out in, yeah, Sri Lanka and kangaroos <laughs> merchandise. Yeah. I've got a um, kangaroos esky thing here, as you can see. Esky. Yeah. My sister got it for my birthday. Do you use that when you're watching the last four matches? I only get it up when we win. So okay. <laughs> so ho- hopefully this week then. Yeah, it's a cooler bag. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you want to talk about the? I guess the hub life. We're going to move on to the game reviews first. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, do the reviews quickly. So um, yeah, we might start off with the Fremantle getting over St Kilda. Uh, I think we previewed this game last week. So this was um yeah, it was a pretty good game in the end. It was probably the most interesting of the round. because uh, <clears throat> there were some like sluggish games this round. Right. A lot of a lot of low scoring, which That's seems right. to be pretty cool these days. And you, um you picked, correct, you picked the correct team too. I didn't rate your tip last week, so you can take some credit for that one. Yeah, so you went for Saints and um it looked like the Saints after the first quarter. They kicked, I think, six or seven goals and yeah, three or yeah. mm-hmm. But after that, yeah, the game just changed. So Fremantle, um, yeah, was able to put pressure on the uh, St. Kilda defence, who otherwise weren't tested. Um, yeah, and, and um, yeah, guys like, um, in the first quarter, guys like Butler, Jones, Billings, Embry were kicking goals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Frio's defense sort of got on top, and so did their midfield. Um, five played more forward. Yeah. So they yeah. was 15 and two goals in the first half. And then um, those last two center clearances, he wasn't in there. And then um, obviously Walters was in there, but now he's in some doubt. So I think he must have been a bit injured. Um, that's come out yeah, today. Thought- anyway. Yeah, that's what the commentators were saying as well. So I think he even admitted his hamstring. Yeah. Yeah, come out as good. But um, it was good to see a new midfield. You know, like uh, Walters, like you said, uh, Brayshaw continues his good recent form. And even guys like Caleb Sarong in the second quarter, uh, second half, he had about four clearances. Yeah. It's pretty impressive for a first-year player. You think Brayshaw's in uh, the corner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I reckon you need sometimes you need to give these young players more responsibility. I think, um, like in 2012 when um, Essendon got suspended, oh no, it was 2016. Um, like Merritt, he he really stood yeah, up Merit and up, yeah. able to yeah become an elite midfielder. So yeah, guys like Brayshaw, um, uh, Aish, uh, Chera, yeah, you need to give these guys a go. So. And another guy that stood up was um, Lachlan Schultz. Schultz, the match winner. Yeah, he kicked the match winner up. But uh, every time I see Freer play, he seems to get better and better uh, every week. So, so was he manned up, 20- up on Hill? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was, yeah, um, I saw some of, um, yeah, behind the goals vision, I think, on yeah. the footy shows. And yeah, I think he was just behind the pack and he was yeah. a bit able to get on the end of it. How do you think Brad Hill's going? Yeah, so yeah, you've got the stats here. So eight kicks, uh, three handballs at 63%. So he had, I thought the first probably four or five weeks, he was really good. Um, he was that point of difference. But yeah, he's had a, the last two weeks have been really quiet. So um, for the pay packet he's on, he's yeah, going to cop some scrutiny and yeah, pretty well deserved too. Because he's, yeah, the media's kind of talked him up at the start of the year, but he's yeah, struggled the last couple of weeks. Didn't, yeah, did you him at all? Or? Out of all the recruits, he was the like the marquee yeah. recruit. So he's not, and he's probably performed the worst out of all of them. So, uh, yeah, he needs to improve because, yeah, he's essentially their barometer. Yeah. So if he plays well, let's think he'll double play well. How about um, yeah, the most controversial, I guess, incident of the match, Ben Long. Yeah, that was um uncharacteristic because I don't think he's that type of player, but he was no. sort of. I guess you can't do what he did in today's game, go for the player and not the ball. So he yeah. made his hit, hit Darcy's head and yeah, Darcy got concussed. So yeah. uh, he got three weeks. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I think I thought it was minimum three. I think if it was probably a 22-round season, it's probably four. Because, um, yeah, you've taken the guy out for a match and, yeah, you, you ran past the ball. There was no intent to um, collect the ball at all, so yeah, it's probably fair enough. We did talk him up last week too, so we probably put the um, yeah. <laughs> Mickey yeah, on. He's one, um, one of our favourite players. Yeah, yeah our boys. So now hopefully he comes back and has a good end of the year. Um, yeah, and, and another guy I want to talk a bit about is Matt Tabernow. Uh, how do you think he's been going? Yeah, like against the court, he was really—he was probably the best player in the first quarter, but he went quiet after that. So he was—I guess—he was more consistent during the match this time. Yeah, yeah, so, he was good. He's having a good year. I think he had a good start to last year, and he didn't play that much footy. I don't think he's played more than seventeen games in about yeah. about five years or something. So he um, won't get that this year. So he won't get more than that yeah. this year. But, um, how many yeah. has he played so far? He's played all of them, I think. No, he's in, in, in for his career. He wouldn't have played oh, 10 surely. 73. He's played 73. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, bigger guys take a bit longer to develop, but he's yeah. a little bit old. He's like 27 or something. But uh, no, I think he's having a good year so far. So he should continue, especially with that Hogan. Yeah, you think he's you think he's probably perfectly suited to that number two tall, or you think he's just his career is going to keep um, trending upwards when Hogan comes back, hopefully. Yeah, Hogan will be the number one. Yeah, Hogan will take the best defender, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, could take number two. And I think he's tall enough to play rock as well. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's one ninety-eight centimeters. Um. Okay. So yeah, it was a good win to Frio. They had two early injuries as well with. Hayden Young and um, yeah, Sean Darcy off. Uh, Saints they have done this a couple of times where they've had a good first quarter or half and then got rolled. But a bit of work to do. Yeah, they probably need another game plan when I guess teams try and slow them down. Doesn't look like they have a plan B or C at the moment, like some of the better teams. Yeah, that and um, yeah, it could be they do have a few youngsters. Um, 
not too young, but they do have a couple of them in there. So maybe they're just a bit different. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about uh, Melbourne's defeat over Gold Coast? Yeah. So that was probably that was probably one of the better games around too. I actually caught half of that. I think you caught more of it. So I'll let you take over in a um, second. I didn't actually because the Kangaroos oh, game was on. Oh, your, your review. Your yeah, review but... looks like you've watched all of it. So, um, <laughs> so no, it was an even game for the most part. I think Dee's kicked away in the end. Looked at one stage like Gold Coast were going to win. I was following the scores and I thought, yeah, Gold, it, would, it would be a match Gold Coast would win. Um, probably would have been the end of the Dee's season if they did lose. Um, obviously, Max Gons, yeah, nearly best on ground again. He's just dominating at the moment. It'd be good if he had some support, I guess, on some on a more consistent basis. So, uh, criticism for Demons have been their ball use. Yes. How do you think the uh, midfield went this time around? Yeah, so there was a good passage. Saw a stoppage. I think it was maybe three or four minutes left. Clayton Avola picked up the ball and uh, instead of bombing away like he normally did, like he had a bad possession against Richmond the other week when the game was um, on the line. He, yeah, I guess, lowered his eyes and hit Petrarca. Um So, I thought that was good progress from him, especially. Um, Petrarca probably went back a bit he didn't really use the ball that well but um, you can probably forgive him because he's probably been the best player for the days apart from gone um, mm-hmm. Viney used the ball better as well I thought as well but yeah you've got to keep backing it up though one week's not going to do it I mean they've, I think the stat last week they've won 6 out of 26 games since um, yeah they beat Bulldogs and Hawks back to back in the finals which we went to one of those games no we didn't we watched yeah. one of those games yeah, well, we, yeah, we watched them with the pub. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they'll have to back it up this week against Hawthorne, who are yeah. who are going to yeah put up a fight that they're not going to go down easy. Um, Sam Wiedemann's had a uh, a maligned career, I suppose. Today, yeah. uh, he played his first game and he kicked a couple of important goals, so uh, that's good for them. And uh, yeah, D supporters will be hoping he can continue that and sort of develop yeah. on this performance because they've invested a lot in him like in yeah. terms of the draft like what they gave up to get him and yeah. also what they got rid of because he's uh, like they got a, essentially got rid of Hogan right so, yeah, yeah I think um, yeah he, he straight it looks like he straightens them right up like he gives them a good target I think he's probably more suited to that forward 50 role instead of roaming up like Hogan used to do so they probably still need another tall. Um, you can't go forward with just Weedham as a, as a tall. When when on if McDonald come back in, I think they should um, at the draft this year. They should definitely target a key tall because they they look like they need that. Like Hogan and um, Lever can't play forward, um, so they definitely yeah need some more support because you wouldn't want Weedham playing one out um, for the next few yeah. years. Yeah, I agree. And there's a third sort of in line. So the third key forward in line is Mitch Brown. So I don't think he's got many years left. And yeah, yeah so we'll see how Wiedemann goes against a Foley or a Frost, whoever he ends up against, because McDonald might not be there because of that eye injury. Do you want to bit, talk a little bit about um, Rankin? <laughs> I oh, guess yeah. everyone is. That's why that's I came onto the pod today. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, Whole episode should be on Isaac Rankin. <laughs> yeah, so we, I reckon we've talked about him twice on the pod this season, and he before he was even available for selection. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've all looked forward. I think anyone that's watched the under eighteen highlights, especially that game against Vic Metro, he pretty much won them the game in the first quarter um, against a pretty good Vic Metro outfit. Kick six, um, 
inaccurate in that game, but some of his goals were just special. Um, his highlights package, I think, is the best best I've ever seen from a junior. I mean, you know more about the draft than me, but um, have you have you ever seen a draft a junior with a better highlights package than than Rankin in your ten plus years of? Oh, ten plus. <laughs> more uh, exciting package, I should I, say. More I, I liked um, Steel Sidebottom had a good, a pretty decent okay. package, and he was um coming through. But in terms of like natural yeah. ability and yeah. goal now, like. He's almost yeah second to none really. He is a bit like a Cyril Rioli, but he's yeah. got. Um, I think he can play more midfield, and he's yeah. probably a bit more agile than Cyril. So that's pretty yeah. scary. Yeah, I think the hope is that his body stays fit, and I think definitely he's one of those players. It's a bit like, um, I guess Martin or Ahini. You want to kind of, you want most of their touches coming forward of Seneca's three goals, only touched the ball twelve times. Like you'd rather him doing that than getting. 20 possessions and um, have, have a kick in one goal. But, um, mm. yeah, I think those first three goals, some of the best you'll see. Um, not sure if you saw David King. So they brought back to the review of the draft and they kind of analysed him a bit where um, before he snaps the ball, he kind of angles the ball in his hand, um, in his hands, like, so he can just snap it straight away. Like he does it in like a split second. Okay, um, okay. I think it was, Mike, was it Michael Abler. I think he's one of the draft experts. And he was like saying he's never seen that. Um, at all before most talented junior he's ever seen. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he continues to keep fit. I think that's what we want because I think any football spectator wants to see yeah. him 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, Isaac Rankin, and he's got a good name, very marked. Yeah. Um, they need to give him a nickname, so maybe we'll try to come up with one. On yeah, the uh, yeah, so he had 12 touches, eight of them were contested. So yeah. that's pretty kick three goals three. So he could have had like five. Could have had a bag. Yeah, it's value for money, isn't it? Yeah. Now he'll um he'll be good for the Gold Coast. Hopefully he can stay there. Um and the yeah. Gold Coast to get their first uh primetime game in round eight as well, which got announced yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, against um Essen. No, against it's a, it's a Friday night game, isn't it? Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay. Well, they got a prime time at least. Just uh, played well deserved. I think they're probably the most exciting team in the comp, apart from maybe the Lions or Collingwood. Yeah. So yeah, it's against the Bulldogs. So I think um, given the Bulldogs' loss, I think and Sam Metricon, so yeah. I think uh, Suns should start. They should be competitive at least, even if they don't get the. But uh, I think uh, guys like Bose and um, Swallow, Ainsworth, they need to stand up uh, after Raul went down. So you can't rely on Raul to, like, carry the teams. Yeah. I'd be looking for more improved performances and a couple more wins. And how had Ben King go? Yeah, he was looked good. The, oh, the King boys look pretty good. When they get near it, they look like yeah. taking a mark. So, yeah, yeah, King had six marks, but he uh, did miss a couple of gettable shots. So. I think one goal too. I think Max was a bit more inaccurate. So yeah, yeah. Still, Max is um favorite for the rising star now. Oh, is he yeah, okay. second? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's hoping Rankin. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with either of them. You build. What does he have to do? How many games does Rankin need to play to win the rising star? What is there? Eleven matches left. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, eleven. Right. So if he, he plays, well, I know. Yeah, if he plays 12 out of 17, um, 
anywhere near what he did on the weekend, then you'd probably say him because I don't think Max King's dominated a game so far. No. He's not nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, you'd need – yeah, if Max, Max King kicks like a few bags, then, yeah, you'd probably say him because he's played more games. But, yeah, I'd, I'd still back Rankin, hopefully. And hopefully he does win. It means he's played a full year of, mm-hmm. from round six onwards at least. Yeah, I'd like to see – yeah. I like to see a kangaroo player like if Curtis Taylor's probably our best shot. He's got he's been nominated, but if not, I'd like to see Eric Rankin win it win it this year and Raul yeah. win it next year. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about some hot topics. Um, do you want to talk a bit about the coaches criticizing each other? Yeah, so it's a bit interesting because they normally uh, have each other's backs, and we've had Beveridge accusing the AFL of caving into Clarko. Uh, about the holding the ball, which we have kind of said the last couple of weeks. And then Dimmer, yeah, criticising yeah, John Longmuir and saying he wasn't attacking at all. And I think Longmuir's had a crack back. And, um, yeah, Dimmer's apologised, I think, that night. But, yeah, Longmuir says it's out there now, so you can't reverse it. So it's really interesting. It gives gives us, I guess, the rest of the media a lot to talk about um, for a few days. But, yeah, I found that really interesting because you, you don't normally see that from coaches. They normally have each other's backs and, um, normally the coaches versus the AFL, whereas yeah, it's coaches versus coaches this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, Longmuir's fault. Like no. uh, Richmond, they've been involved in a couple of ugly games. Yeah, way so the they're moving the ball, the conditions. Um, I don't know the players not being as motivated, maybe because there's been a few sort of average games. There's been a few exciting games as well, but um, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm on long, Longmuir's side. I mean, you look at the team they had. There's no Buddy, no um, Reed. There's no top forwards. I mean, Heaney's the number one key forward, and he got he had a season-ending injury, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, you want to, from a coaching perspective, you want to do what Longmuir did, keep the team close, and um, yeah, try and try and win in the end. But yeah, I mean, Richmond. I mean, they had Mills back for pretty much the whole game, but Richmond didn't uh, man him up. So. Whose fault is it? It's probably a combination of both, really. It's not really. You can't really say it's Hawes' fault, surely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Dumas thinking. But... Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, did you watch any of the Blues game? You can talk a bit about Carlton. Yeah, we can do for a small preview because they're playing Port this week. Did you watch much of that? I watched, uh, yeah, a little bit of the game again. The Bulldogs and um, it was crazy. They smashed them like the 50 plus yeah, yeah. point win in the reduced season. Um, they were really good. Uh, what do I have to say about that? I and it wasn't the uh, like notable stars like Doherty, um, yeah. Cripps, Kernan yeah. uh, was good, um, but it was their uh, lesser likes. Like um, Matthew Kennedy came in for his first game and he. Um, did really well, 20 possessions and uh, a few clearances. He looked good. Uh, Gibbons, again, continuing his good year. Satterfield and um, even Sam Walsh had a yeah, good game. He didn't polish by foot, but um, yeah, he had yeah, 10 contested possessions. And, yeah, good in there. Yeah. Have you found um, Jack Martin this season? I think he's been really impressive. Yeah. The overhead marking, too, like. You don't you yeah. didn't see that much when he was at the Gold Coast, but yeah, 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 exactly. 
we saw glimpses at the Gold Coast, but I think now he's sort of more happy and he's playing consistent footy. So, mm. uh, yeah, like five marks, five tackles, two goals on the weekend. And he was probably yeah one of the main reasons why they were so dominant. Do you reckon he's recruit of the year? Um, I probably would have said Hill after week two or three, but I think Martin's probably been more consistent the whole year. So, you'd, yeah, you'd probably have to give it to him. Yeah, there's not many. Like, there weren't many big-name moves yeah. in the offseason. So, Martin was probably the biggest, and they got him for free. So, he's been really good. Um, uh, another one about Carlton. I think Jacob Wittering, he was manned up on Shaki for most of it and kept him yeah. like two touches or something. Does he deserve to be in all Australian? I mean, he's in contention, but do you reckon yeah. he'll be in the team at this stage? Yeah, I think, I think at the moment, he, I think he's probably, like, you can't say he's a lock, but at the moment, he's, I think he's well entrenched in the town. He's kept Tom Lynch to a few touches, I think one goal maybe, or goalless. So he's, he had a really good start to the year. I mean, you won't, I mean, Shaki's not a Tom Lynch, but yeah, he's had a great, um, he had definitely had a great start to the year. He hasn't conceded many goals, so I'd probably say yes. Uh, I disagree. I'd say he's in the conversation. I wouldn't have him in the team. I would have so who's uh, you? Harris. Is it Harris Andrews? Harris, Harris Andrews, yeah. yeah. Harris okay. Andrews. Okay. Probably Darcy Moore as a two tall. Okay. And then maybe, I don't know, the third. Uh, I think Tarrant might be next in line, but I'd have maybe behind Tarrant because okay. uh, just because like a few years ago at least when Hamish McIntosh or Todd Goldstein one of the two they had a dominant year and they yeah. probably if the selectors don't know the names and just know the stats they would have been in the team but yeah. because I was their breakout year there was this thing in the, like going around saying oh you need to have had a couple of good years to be selected yeah. so there was a bit of that you don't have the reputation, even though you did yeah. have an outstanding Yeah. So I reckon this is Jacob Wittering sort of breakout. Yeah. So yeah. he'd have to have, like last year, he was nowhere near like Paul Australia. Yeah. Even he wasn't even good. So yeah, yeah um, because of that, like pretty much because the North Melbourne Ruckman got, uh, yeah, unfairly sort of overlooked one year, I'd want them to, players to have at least the previous year to be. A semi-decent year. Um, like Jai Simpkin, like last year, he started the year poorly, but he had a good sort of second half to the year. Yeah. And now he's continued on that. And yeah. now he's he's in the top five midfielders at the moment. So yeah, right. He, yeah. yeah, like him, Neil, Boak, they'll be like the top three probably. Yeah. So, um, and that's statistically as well. Like he's super good like, up there. So you, you'd need to have that sort of um, form in the previous year being yeah. I think um, yeah I think yeah I mean Jer- Jeremy Howe was probably a lock too until he went down so there's definitely a few spots probably open yeah no rants and um, yeah. Richmond average yeah, and no, Grimes Grimes wouldn't be in there this year so yeah there's yeah, definitely a few spots a few spots mm-hmm. open what do you think about the suspension? I mean, Dylan Shields getting, I think, challenging his one at the moment. Do you think the two-week suspension was fair? Yeah, definitely. I think this is similar to Ben Long's. Like, the player had the option not to bump and go for the ball, but Shields, yeah, he took his eyes off the ball and bumped Taylor. And, um, yeah, regardless of 
what happens to his head, um, if he got concussion or not, or whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it should be the similar to the sling tackle rule, like the action should be penalized, not the outcome. So, um, yeah, two weeks, probably about right. Did you see the Brad Ebert one? No, I. Oh no, I didn't. No. That or that did, probably that probably had the potential to cause more damage than long or shield, but he was just lucky that he didn't get Perryman in a. Uh, oh, yeah. Worst position, so he got he got a week, which I thought was pretty lucky. I thought that was at least two, even though Perryman got up and played the game. Like you don't want that kind of action, and you, you kind of see on the replay, Ebert's put his yeah. hands up to his head, realizing what he's done. I guess before the players, his teammates started remonstrating with him. So um, I thought he was really lucky there to get just get one. Yeah, it was a glancing one. Yeah, he yeah. came off the side and like he came off the one, and I think yeah, kind of jumped. Jumped as well, so it's yeah, he was yeah, very lucky, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we don't want to see those sort of attacks, yeah. Like 10 years ago, it might have been okay, but no, no. and you'd um kind of forecasted this last week where there's a, a premiership favorite every week, and Lions were last week. Do you think they're you think they can be considered a flag threat, I guess, with their away form because their away form from the Gabbers, yeah, not great. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't notice they were that bad. You said here that they're negative um, 45 points in um, third term. Yeah. yeah away. Yeah. So, yeah, like premiership teams need to win away, yeah. So, um, yeah, you probably can't after looking at that. But it's a weird deal, so anything can happen. But they'd be in the mix in the sort of five or six teams that can do it. But um, they need to improve uh, winning away. They won't have to. They don't have to worry about it anytime soon. Though. Yeah, we just, I mean, if the, if the grand final's in Brisbane, then they're probably, yeah, favourites again. So mm, but they did, get, they did lose, like, up there last year. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, well, they lost to um, Collingwood in the Friday night game last year at the Gabba, and they obviously lost the two finals. Um, in straight sets too. So there's there's probably going to be some questions about them until they actually win a final. Yeah. Um, current setup anyway, under Fagan. Yeah, that's fair enough too. Um, I know you want to talk a bit about the uh, bit about Hawthorne, uh, but do you think the media why are they having a go at Hawthorne? Like we know they're in the position they're in. They've been up for ages and they're allowed to have a bit of like um, bit of downtime, right? Yeah, so I have a theory. So I think there's a blowtorch on a team every week. So last week it was Melbourne. Um, this week it's Hawthorne. I mean, it could again be Hawthorne next week. But there's um, – and look, I think the issue with Hawthorne's been there for two or three years now. It's not limited to last week. They got uh, – I think I'm just annoyed the blowtorch isn't on the Kangaroos. Like, what? It's why is it on a team that's won like four premierships in the last 12 years? Yeah, like it should be on Melbourne and Kangaroos and who else at the bottom. I think I think it would have been on the Roos after Saturday night, but the way the Hawks lost on Sunday, what twenty nine points or two? Oh, sorry, it was on Friday, but the way they lost twenty seven points, like the Roos didn't kick twenty seven points. Um, yeah, I mean, we could have won. Our, our game was sort of close. Yeah, um, and you're not you're not getting smashed as well. Um, if you have a big loss. Then yeah, you, you'd probably get the blowtorch. But I think just the way they're losing, I think that's the. I mean, the week before against GWS, they're twenty-seven points, twenty-nine points. 
Um, yeah, they're just not kicking score, like even half decent scores. Yeah, but they did beat us, so uh, we'll see what happens. And, and Richmond too, and the Lions. So they've had some good wins, but their losses are just—I mean, probably the worst in the AFL at the moment. The worst team to watch, probably as yeah. well. I think, in, yeah, like that's probably the main reason. But yeah, just the fact that talking about Hawthorne and Clarko just get gets clicked. So yeah. you know, whereas talk about Reece Shaw and Kangaroos, yeah, it's not you're not going to get that. So. Hopefully, yeah. If we don't, if we lose to Richmond this week, hopefully, I want to be a bit more pressure and more pressure on the senior players that don't perform. Um, yeah, we might preview the Port Blues game. Yeah, so just a quick, quick point. Also, talked about the Blues are probably the hottest team in the comp at the moment. First time in the eight for seven years, mm-hmm. so it's a long, long drought that they've broken at the moment, and. Yeah, the fourth team to actually kick 100-plus points in this season, which is a big effort considering it's only 64 minutes of game time. And uh, considering they only did it once in, like, the past five years or something. Yeah, exactly. Remember last year they did it for the first time? Yeah, they did, yeah, they did it, yeah. A handful of times under Bolton's whole reign. So yeah, uh, I thought, yeah, Port, that was a really impressive win on the weekend. Probably a win we needed to have. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, let me just talk a bit about yeah, exactly. yeah, Paul, uh, yeah, I reckon this win was really important. Like, if they had yeah. dropped this, but um, what do you yeah, call it? down years or the whatever that tag would have been put on them. But this was, yeah, really um, showed a lot of character. And yeah, I don't know if it's a bit the Giants were poor or what was so really good, but whatever it was, I think yeah, Port like definitely cemented their credentials as. Yeah. Um, one of the teams are in the mix for a yeah. um, top four finish, and from there you could yeah win the grand final. Um, yeah, what do you make of it? Yeah, I thought I thought we were on top, and we kind of had the run of the play the whole game. Um, third quarter, GWS got on top, and then Charlie Dixon kicked the goal right on the three quarter time sign. I think from then on, um, even the GWS has started pretty well in the fourth quarter. Um, is pr- I think Port pretty much ran away with the game. It probably opens up a few wounds for the Giants because they just they just lose. It's every year pretty much they just lose games which they should win and which their list um, dictates they should win too. Like there's just no way a team as talented as GWS should be three and three when they've had I think every game in Sydney apart from probably this one um, and yep. the Bulldogs game too. So four out of six in in Sydney. Um, yeah, you should should be doing better than three and three. Yeah, and they've been fit. It's not like they've had a, any long-term injuries. To, it's just Taranto. You know, like it's, just to, it's only been Taranto, yeah. So exactly. no, no excuses, really. I know they've had a couple of players drop out, like Kelly and Green. But yeah. Yeah, they needed to like show more than they did. Uh, I mean, it was a tight game, so they weren't horrible. But I think, um, yeah, Port was really good. And um, Travis Spokes having another All-Australian standard year. Did you know Kane Farrell could um, kick so far? Um, I know because I watch Port, so I know he's got he's got some tricks. He's, I mean, he's he's kind of been in and out of the team because of his yeah contested ball and defensive work. Because his his skills always been really good. He kicked three, I think, in a quarter in the showdown a couple of years ago. His skill level's always been really good. Um, I was surprised because I I think he won't get that again. He won't get a free run at a sixty-two meter goal this week. They'll man him up. I think they were probably manning up Trent McKenzie um, just because we know about him. But, yeah, it was it was a great yeah great kick anyway. And he, he nearly kicked one in the third quarter as well from the boundary as well. So, 
Yeah, great ball use. Yeah, okay. So we'll try to yeah, wrap this up in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. But I'm interested, who's going to man up on Betts and Martin? Because they're forming a quite a good duo. Yeah, that's probably a tricky one. I think Burton and Darcy Byrne-Jones, but Betts always has the wood on port, so I'd be surprised if he kicks a few. Um, and I think Cripps, I think Cripps will have a big game too because he's had a couple of quiet weeks and you don't see that from Cripps. And there's no obvious matchup with Ebert out as well. So um, still think Port will win, but um, I think it'll be a closer game than people think. Yeah, this is a good like last game to have at Metricon um, or wherever it is. Yeah, but, um, yeah, because Port can win this. They go to home, top of the ladder, and then they could look potentially a top two finish. So. Yeah. And you've um, got to keep uh, got to keep Rockwick out too, because Sam Papapo had the best game of his probably yeah, in yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, Papa was really good. I watched him in that yeah. game. He was hard at it, and he was. It's a goal. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, if he's playing that Rockcliffe role, then yeah, Rockcliffe is emergency number one. So. Yeah. Uh, who? Oh uh, yeah. So I'll probably tip Port. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, you can't tip against their form at the moment but um, Blues are a little bit hot and cold um, if the Blues depends which Blues turn up really but uh, have a bit more trust in Port uh, they'll be able to contain the Blues forward line and, and put guys like um, Bauman and Jones under pressure yeah mm-hmm. they've got some height down there for sure yeah alright any final words um, well, I think you're, you're wishing for your team to get the blowtorch next week, so that's probably not good signs. Uh, yeah, uh, quickly on the roof, we'll play Richmond on Saturday night, so expect another sloppy game because it's pretty dewy down up at um, Gold Coast. Yeah, at night, night, yeah. Uh, both teams, so they're missing five or six of their um, best 22 players. I know the Richmond um, players are... A lot more experienced and um, yeah, better players, but I think it'll be relatively even. But I think the Tigers should win. And Ben Ben Brown surely due though, because he's got yeah about ten centimeters on Grimes or Boston or yeah. So Tigers got damn back. But he's not going to mark any if the Kangaroos just keep bombing it in and not hitting up the lead because he's not a pack mark. He's a no. hit up. So we can't kick it in properly, so um, yeah, that's not happening. All right, cool. Well, hopefully this recording is clear. Yeah, well, Apologies if it's not. We'll uh, wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you guys next week.